Welcome to Auto Success, the podcast, where each week we present ideas, tips, and strategies from automotive industry leaders that you can put to use today for your sales success. Now here's your host, Thomas Williams. Welcome back, listeners. Today on Auto Success, the podcast, we're welcoming back Scott Peckstein, Vice President of Sales for AutoWeb, formerly known as AutoBytel. We last spoke with Scott in episode 489, and today we'll be talking about moving customers from online to in-store. Welcome back to the podcast, Scott. It's a pleasure to speak with you again. Always a pleasure. Thanks for having me. We've learned a lot about you over several podcasts, Scott, and let's continue to do so with our auto success under the hood question. If you were to create a slogan for your life, what would it be and why? A slogan for my life. Okay, not to sound cliche, but... I'm going to throw out work hard, play hard. Let me explain. Um, when you're at work, whether it's your nine to five, your, your eight to six or your seven to 10, whatever your hours may be when at work, you know, give it a hundred percent, give it a hundred percent at work, no sitting around, no surfing on the internet. Um, but I think just as important when you're off of work, uh, you know, I, I guess everybody's got a, diff, a different definition of what play is. It might be surfing. It might be running. It might be playing with your kids. My slogan in life really comes to there being no downtime. When at work, work. When at home, home, be present. Uh, for me, over the past couple of years, that's meant uh, a heck of a lot less TV. I can't think of uh, any programs that I'm committed to anymore. So uh, just not sitting around on the sofa, whether that sofa be at work or at home. A great personal slogan. We appreciate you sharing that with us, Scott. Now on to today's topic. In general, what are some common misconceptions dealers and GMs have when it comes to connecting to their customers via their website? How does it impact sales? There is a disconnect. Uh, it's, it's a, we talk about this a lot at the industry events. You know, when I started selling, it was all about the meet and greet being on, uh, on the lot, on the physical lot. You know, you'd never walk into a dealership that didn't have uh, two or three people ready to greet you. Today, we, we feel the mistake that dealers make is they don't have those people waiting on their virtual lot, right? They allow consumers to come quietly, um, go through their website, and then leave. Dealers don't realize how confusing and intimidating a dealership website can be to a visitor. Really no different than the uh, the, the dealership itself. If a consumer can't easily find what they want without feeling the feeling of being sold, they're going to leave. Um, it's all about the consumer experience and, and the consumer expectations being quick and easy. The, the website should lend itself as a, a place where a consumer should feel empowered to buy uh, versus, uh, versus being sold. Scott, you've said that dealerships need to be present as consumers pursue vertical search patterns. What do you mean by this and how can dealers connect with customers at this point? Sure. Consumers are often reluctant to give up their personal information, as we know, right? Until they're uh, a little bit uh, closer to buying. They research a make, they research a model, they indicate a zip, but uh, maybe they're not ready to be contacted from a third-party site like our own. So we present them with a pay-per-click ad to drive them to an OEM website, another third-party, or uh, in this case, a dealership website. Remember, at this stage, they're considering multiple brands, so it's a great conquest opportunity as well, whether it's a BMW dealership that might be interested in speaking to a consumer that's looking at a Mercedes within five miles of their dealership. So it's extremely simple implement, and we found it's got a great ROI for dealers. You advise dealers not to link customers to a vehicle display page on their dealership site as a result of the customer search. Why is this, and what should they link to instead? 
you've probably heard, and the dealers listening here probably have heard two different things here, right? There are companies out there that swear by it. You've got to send them to a VDP. Um, we tested it, and we tested it, and we tested it, and we tested it, and we tested it once again. And our data confirms that consumers usually don't buy the vehicle they start the research with. If you land them on just one vehicle on a VDP, there's a very good chance they're going to bounce. Right, You're, that's your bounce rate. They're going to leave. If you drop them on something else, such as a search results page, for instance, they can see other vehicles. You know, it's kind of like the person that calls the dealership and asks for a particular vehicle if it's still available. The salesperson says no, and they hang up. It's crazy that we hear those types of recordings all the time. You know, another option is to drop them on a special page um, that highlights your "Why Buy for Me" message. The analogy I use here um, is like a restaurant, right? I think, who's the restaurant with the big, long menu? Um, Cheesecake Factory. You go on there, and there's pages and pages from fish to steak to pasta. And you typically won't have somebody go to the Cheesecake Factory and not find something they want. Well, imagine going to a restaurant, sitting down, opening up a menu, and having one thing on the menu. You're going to have a much higher abandonment rate. And you know that's what we're talking about. It's all relevant, right? Why take a consumer, spend good money on getting them over to your site, and pin them on one car, a car that our data and most other data, uh, the data from other companies, show that they're not going to buy the first car, even the second car they're looking at. Um, you know, as a general statement, uh, to answer the question, just give them options, give them options, land them on your SRPs, land them on your specials. Uh, don't pin them down to just one, one car. Scott, what are some tools that dealers might not be aware of that can separate them from the competition when it comes to the dealership's website? What are some ways to impress the customer? Sure. Well, you know, I started uh, with the first question. The consumers aren't coming a lot. They're going on the website. So all that importance that we, we, we put on a consumer when they're on your website, we've got to think of that now that they're on our virtual lot. So, you know, for dealers, I would give them the access, give consumers the, the access and the information they're looking for, tools uh, such as trade-in. There's a lot of solutions out there. I'm not going to say you got to uh, buy just one, but a consumer should be empowered to see what their trade is worth on your website without having to come in. Because if you're not going to give them that information, your competition probably already is. Uh, give them the wholesale price. Uh, also, tools that allow them to shop by payment. We know consumers mostly are sh- uh, payment shoppers versus price shoppers. And uh, today, if you go to 100 websites, 95 of those 100 probably still focus on price and not payments. Uh, but you can have all the tools in the world, but the consumer, the consumer has to use them. Uh, we found that by adding the ability to actually have an audio conversation or a video conversation while the consumer is on your website, you're able to co-browse with the consumer. You can actually walk them through this. So think of a, uh, for everybody with an iPhone, think of like a FaceTime. Uh, the technology is now here. Forget chat for a second. There's nothing wrong with chat, but chat's evolved, where you can actually have a voice-to-voice or a face-to-face conversation with the consumer. Uh, you know, show them how to use the tools. Walk them through that trade-in module. Walk them through the payment options. Again, it's all about the consumer experience. And what we're seeing is for dealers to, uh, to get to the next level, you've really got to move that traditional meet-and-greet that you once had at the dealership on the pavement uh, to the website where the consumers are now. Can you describe the role of tools such as texting when it comes to connecting with customers? And what are some other methods of communication that can make the difference in the dealership's presentation? Sure. Uh, Texting. We started talking about texting years ago. Texting is great. I mean, texting is not going anywhere. It's the preferred method of communication. We're not talking about just millennials. We're talking about 
we're talking about grandma and grandpa, right? We're talking about our parents. We're talking about everybody from our kids up to our grandparents. Texting is good. Uh, the industry now probably, hopefully, understands the dangers of having a sales staff use their personal uh, cell phones. Uh, one, that information is not making of the CRM. Two, there's all kind of compliance issues. Um, texting should be managed by the dealership. You know, taking it one step further. Um, you know, think about it. Uh, outsourcing texting, like a lot of dealers outsource chat. What it's doing, it's generating leads for the dealer that fall into the lead follow-up process. And even if the dealer has an excellent process, uh, those leads are being followed up 10, 15, 20 minutes later. Unfortunately, by that time, the consumer's gone. And if a dealer's doing a good job, they're probably on another dealer website um, having a texting conversation real time. So, you know, again, calling a lead even 10 minutes later after it's received is, is too late. So we recommend that a um, compliant solution be in place. Every dealership website should give the consumer the option to text. Give them the option and they will text, I promise you, because again, it's the preferred method. And uh, lastly, just to reiterate, um, the dealer should take one or two people at minimum to uh, work those leads real time versus just a chat company you know, collecting their name and their phone number and then sending just another lead for follow-up you know, 10 minutes, 20 minutes, 30 minutes later where it's probably too late. How can dealers best keep up with changing technology when it comes to giving their customers a unique shopping experience? Well, Thomas, that's a tough question. Um, you know, when you ask that question, what I think about is NADA. And I think about all the, even for a vendor, you just get lost in NADA that first day, just trying to find your booth. It was like, what is going on? Uh, yes, I still saw last year in New Orleans, there was a company out there with a fake dollar on a string. I can't believe we're still doing that. Not we, others. Uh, so, you know, with all the gimmicks and everything out there, it, it's tough. Every dealer is inundated with vendors having the next shiny bullet, right? Um, yet their job is to sell cars, not to sit in presentations all day long. Uh, working with vendors they trust would be my recommendation. You know, working with vendors they can trust that actually understand the dealer side of the business, that understand how to be successful, and at the end of the day, how the product moves is metal, right? Um, if you're sitting in a presentation and, and a vendor's telling you about these great things and they don't actually make the bridge of how this is actually going to help move metal, I would suggest that you either ask that vendor to get straight to the point and ask them, how is this going to help me? Uh, how is it going to help me? And specifically, what is it going to do? Um, but just sticking with the vendors they trust. And even if you're, if you trust your chat vendor and you've got a good relationship with them, ask them about, uh, if you're looking for leads or ask them if you need a CRM, um, because it's a, it's a small world after all. So at the end of the day, I'll, I'll say it for a third and the last time, working with people that you trust and that are just, and that they're not just going to pitch you something that you don't need. And finally, Scott, what one idea would you like to leave with our listeners today? What I'd like to leave the listeners with is, uh, I guess, what, what I've been reading about in the automotive news and uh, on these emails I get daily. You know, there's a lot of buzz right now around ride sharing and uh, buying a car online. We've heard about this for many, many years, even when I started in this industry in the late 90s, right? People can go online and buy a car from A to Z. Here we are 18 years later. It's, it's still not exactly there yet. The vast majority of people still want to come in go face-to-face with the dealer and buy something from somebody who they like and they trust. Um, the, consumer just wants the, experience, the consumer just wants a better experience. We hear that over and over. So sure, they can buy a car through uh, other avenues, but the majority still want to buy from their neighborhood dealer. So my recommendation for the dealer is just work on the consumer experience. You know, empower it, Allow that consumer to be empowered to do things online, like again, whether it be shop by payment, 
get a um, uh, put a number on their trade, um, but to allow them to do as much or as little online, but win their trust and make that experience better when the consumer does go online. Some great strategies on communicating and connecting with customers to help you pull away from the competition. We appreciate your time today, Scott. Awesome. Our guest today has been Scott Peckstein, Vice President of Sales for AutoWeb, formerly known as AutoBytel. For more information about his company, visit dealer.autobytel.com. Thanks for listening to Auto Success, the podcast. For information about Auto Success, look us up at autosuccessonline.com, where you'll find previous episodes, our blog, online versions of our past issues, and many more success-driven solutions available for free. If you have any questions, comments, or suggestions about this show or future shows, email us at podcast at autosuccessonline.com. Now make it a successful day.